Everybody, this is opposing the Matrix. You got Dave and Brian here, the, the Diamond Dynamic Duo. It's uh, the sixth of May, twenty twenty-one, at seven o three p.m. <laughs> um, wow, what a week! What a week, huh, Brian? Oh, yeah. You watch funny. the you watch the news, and it's uh, it's crazy. <laughs> really, it's crazy out there. I um. I'm working on an article currently, guys, um, about uh, um, adrenochrome and uh, about the uh, woman at, in Revelation that was drunk on the blood of the saints. Yeah. And I'm wondering if um, the reason why she's drunk is because they, they were drinking the blood of the saints and it was full of adrenochrome because um, it's... Uh, that kind of activity is what happens when people drink adrenochrome. Um, and I don't know, it's just really weird that, you know, why would she be drunk on the blood of the saints if she didn't drink it? You know, and right. if she drank it and these people were being tortured and stuff and, um, and, uh, you know, they're, she's drinking the blood, then she would get a high off the adrenochrome. So, uh, anyway, and then I, you know, going into the whole, was there a journalist in the pre, uh, pre-flood era and the whole nine yards. So I just seen it the other day. I, I guess I started working on it last year. And, uh, so we're going to have to talk about that one of these nights. Um, and I was reminded of Chuck Schumer shooing somebody out of his chair in the Senate when there was nobody sitting there telling them to move over to the next seat. Um, that's, that's delusional. That's, that's, uh, almost wow. uh, sch- schizophrenic in nature. <laughs> yeah. And that's and what adrenochrome does. So, and he's running our country. Yeah. <laughs> and we can't figure out why our country is so messed up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So tonight we're, we're going to talk a little bit about the COVID-19 and I think we're going to focus mostly on, uh, the increase of UFO sightings, uh, recently. Um, why don't you, um, I don't know if you want to tell everybody, you know, that, that you're going to be able to see a lot more activity because of your move or whatever, but, uh, if you want to, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, I, I, uh, we lived in, uh, Redondo Beach, about a block from the beach. Everybody's, uh, you know, pretty much at sea level, uh, one street up from the beach, so we couldn't see the ocean completely. We were blocked by some buildings, but we were close. But where we live now, we're, I'm just guessing we're four or five hundred feet above the ocean, about a half mile inland, and we have a perfect view of, of the ocean. We can see, uh, Santa Monica and uh, to the north, and we can see the Catalina Islands to the, to the south. Uh-huh. And it seems to be a great area with a lot of UFO activity, uh, at least in the, in the past. So, um, I mean, even when I'm out there just at night, just last night looking around, I'm, I'm seeing things. I'm like, that sure doesn't look like an airplane 
but mm-hmm. airplanes just don't stop and then start and go up and down. So I'm, I'm seeing these lights. So I'm thinking, okay, is that me? I don't think it is. I, I think there's a lot of activity down here. This is a huge land, uh, a huge population down here. Um, there's a base to the south. There's a base to the north. And uh, was it yesterday or day before when we were moving? They yeah. had uh, several military helicopters going back and forth for a couple hours. Uh, which it's normal, but not that often. You know, maybe once a week or so. But this was they were it's like they were looking for something. I mean, this is just me observing from my my deck. So. Um, those those um, off sprays they use, those planes that can fly like a helicopter. Ooh, that'd be neat to see. They've had those flying up and down before. So it's just you know we live in an area down here that's got 10 million people in a, a not that not that big of a valley really. Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned before it's probably the size of a Willamette Valley, maybe a little bigger, and then right. stick 10 million people into the Willamette Valley in Oregon, you know, from the coastal hills to the mountains. Well, by um, the time they're done moving from California, we may have that. <laughs> right? Well, I think everybody's going to Idaho now because uh, that seems to be a little bit more uh, COVID-free state. People, A lot of people are moving to Idaho. Oh, wow. From California. <laughs> uh-huh. I saw in the news we've lost, I think, um, the last four or five months of this year, or last three months, a couple hundred, 250,000 people moved out of Oregon in three months. I mean, out of California, excuse me, in three months. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a large city that moved out of here. It's still 40 million people. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, so. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. The big exodus. And that's another subject. The whole, um, uh, I haven't really talked about it, but because of COVID and because of the conservative and liberal viewpoints and how everything's been come to light in the last four years because of Trump, that the states now are being divided up. There's going to be conservative states and then the socialist states, I call them. Right. And and so what's going to happen, uh, the socialist states like Oregon, California, Washington, and the different ones are going to enforce eventually forced vaccines and then the conservative states most of them are not going to do that and what's what i've read and this is kind of all the subject sorry dave but no that's good the biden administration eventually is going to put pressure on the conservative red states to conform to the rules as they say to enforce the covid restrictions and if they don't they're going to cut the funding the federal funding to those states and then eventually what's going to happen, those states are going to push back and close uh, all close down all government facilities run by the government on their in their on their in their states and run them themselves. Oh, like, my goodness. Without the government employees and put in state employees to run the parks and the courthouses. Huh. And this is, this is all hypothetical, but I've been reading up on this and I think I might have sent you that article. I, I sent it to somebody. But this isn't too far down the road. This isn't be another subject we can maybe talk about later. But America is being divided geographically now. That people are tired of the lockdowns, tired of the socialism, and they're leaving these states in droves, going to states that are more conservative. So the conservative base in those states is going to be built up even higher. So they're going to stay conservative longer, and the liberals are going to 
stay where they're at or move to states that are more liberal. It's just the way it's going. And eventually mm-hmm. what's going to happen, there's going to be literally two United States living in one continent and one landmass. And down the road, there's there could be a potential civil war because of the government, the Biden administration or another liberal government is going to say enough's enough. You have to abide by this. And then they're going to start flexing their muscle with money and then maybe military. I don't know. So, yeah, oh man. Woke thing, this whole thing that um, is is dividing America. And we're not being divided racially as much as we are being divided actually economically. Mm-hmm. And there's going to come a time where people are going to despise people who have money. Because it's it's the... It's the rich people. It's the corporations. It's it, that's what the Democrats have been saying for 60 years. The rich get richer, and you got to raise the corporate tax and do all this. Well, now they're what they're doing. They're they're dividing us by mm-hmm. racial lines and economic lines. And their whole goal, I believe, is to divide this country, put it into chaos, where they can finally build the United States the way they want it. And the way right. you as you know, I'm a, I'm a, a, a builder, a carpenter, a contractor for many decades. And if you don't like something, you go in and tear it completely apart and build it from the ground up. That's right. And tearing it apart is a lot of work because you're starting over. It's like, oh, man, I got to do this. But then you start to build it back the way you want it. And that's what the Democrats are doing. Everything that's mm-hmm. happening on television, on their websites, all this stuff with these social media is to tear us down, take our liberties away, rebuild it into a social, I mean, I mean, rebuild it into a communist country. They want to be like China. Biden loves China. Yeah, he does. China's locking up its own people and, and putting them in trains. There's videos on this on YouTube and mm-hmm. putting them in concentration camps. Yeah, people, Christians. And people think that can't happen here. Folks, it's going to happen here unless we stop it. I'm a believer. Obviously, Dave is, and we talk about the Lord all the time. But until the Lord comes back, the United States of America, and I'm, and I'm speaking to America right now. I know there's other people from around the world might be watching or listening. But for our country, um, if we don't stop it. We're going to lose it. And, yeah, um, right. and and that's why these people are fleeing the this, this South American countries because they're run by dictators and they're coming here. But yet the very people that live here want to make it like the countries that these people are fleeing from. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's just, it's, uh, I was thinking of Forrest Gump today. I don't know how I was thinking of that, but as stupid is what stupid does. <laughs> and, and, and that's what they're doing. What they're doing is stupid. It's dumb. Yeah. But the reason they're doing it is they want power, complete control of our country on every branch including the military, and this is another reason why this whole thing against the police. They want to get rid of the police, make them demonize them. Why would they do that? Because they want to replace the police departments and sheriff's departments with government security. That's right. And that way, because if the military comes in or they create almost like a Gestapo type of security that goes around checking papers and COVID cards, then they're going to, that they can't, the police departments won't do that because there's some that will, but a lot won't because they're, they're, they're good men and women who love our country. That's why they chose to be the police. But in the military, 
you do what you're told, even if you don't like it. And eventually they're going to weed out the ones in the military, which they're doing now. They're weeding them out who are Trump supporters. That was in the news just a few months ago. So um, this is all being set up for a military, socialist, communist. I would say Russia, but Russia is going to have more freedoms than we are. China state. We're going to be a suburb of China. And I, I don't think it's very far away. I'm honestly would tell my, the audience, you guys are watching and listening. I, I think, um, and we can, let me back up. They say, well, what in four years, Trump will run again, or, uh, the governor of Florida will run and we'll get back. You know, the power always shifts back and forth. This is different. It's not going to shift back. They're changing the voting laws. They're bringing illegal immigrants in. And this is not going to shift back unless we push back. If we don't push back soon, by the time the next election cycle comes around, we're done. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Sorry. Go on my rants. Yeah, I told you. I no. <laughs> no, that's good because, you know, my, my thing is that, hey, if you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for your grandkids and your kids. Right. You know, fight for your grandkids and kids because – you know, there's a lot of selfishness out there nowadays, and and people are out. You know, what can you do for me? What can the government do for me? Yeah. Um, and no, it's not what it's. You're not what it's about. You know, it's it's the legacy that you're going to leave in your children, grandchildren. Excuse me. Yeah. Sorry. And um, it's that's what's got to change. You know, the, uh, the mentality's gotta change. It's, uh, it's just like the people, the, uh, the no Trumpers that were in the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'm not gonna vote for that man. I don't like him. Well, you know, you just voted for his adversary. You know, <laughs> yeah. basically is what you did, you know? <laughs> so, right. if you didn't vote for Trump, you voted for Biden and that's why he's in office. Well, there's a bunch of cheating that's going on too. Um, we, we, uh, my wife read an article today, um, about Black Lives Matter, what they're demanding. Um, and basically, it's a fundamental transformation of America, like um, Obama w- wanted to set up, you know, when he was in office and uh, defund the police totally. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the whole system's a white run system, so it's racist, and, and the cops are, are all racist, and the uh, and the, the black cops are Uncle Tom's and everything else, you know. And mm-hmm. um, it was just, you know, it was really sickening to listen to their demands, you know. And it's like, you know, uh, why wasn't this this organization labeled as a terrorist organization when, uh, you know, when the opportunity presented itself? You know, they do nothing to help black people, you know, nothing at all, no. you know. And uh, many of them are millionaires now. You know, they started out with nothing, and they're millionaires, and they're living in mansions, while their their people are just living in slums and everything else. You know, not all of them, but a majority. You know, it's uh, and that's then we go back to the selfishness thing again. So um, anyway, the, the whole the whole system's turned upside down. Um, what does the scripture say? What are those that say good is bad and bad is good? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that's where our society is. They're saying, you know, the Republican Party stinks on, I mean, excuse me, the Democratic Party stinks on ice. 
the Republicans aren't that far behind them, actually. No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> they don't like yourself. So. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, you know, and it's uh, it's just a shame to see, you know. And, um, and this hasn't happened lately, but when I was um, when Obama was president, I was actually mourning for eight years. Because I honestly thought that, you know, he was going to be it and then Hillary would get in and and then take us down the rest of the way to the toilet, you know. Yeah. And um, thank God that didn't happen. But, you know, what do we got now? It's, you know, just as bad, if not worse, or at least the same as if Hillary would have gotten in. But um, I uh, I grew up with a father that was in the in the army band. And so I grew up listening to army marches. Um, American and Italian marches and stuff like that. And uh, there's times when I just get on the Marine Corps site and listen to their band. And when I was in, uh, you know, back then when Obama was president, I would listen to those songs and I'd start weeping because it was like, you know, all the people that fought in all the wars for this country, it's almost like they died in vain. I know. You know, they, they died to protect our republic. And, and these people are, are taking our republic and flushing it down the toilet. You know, and it's like, you know, what would they say if they were alive? You know, um, what if what if when well, maybe World War Two is a different story. But uh, what if uh, Korea occurred and and the, the guys that were getting drafted said, you know, in another hundred and twenty years, no, 70 years. Uh, yeah, 70. Um, you know, this country is going to go to the socialists. So why should I go fight them now? You know, um, why don't I just stay home and fight for my own country? <laughs> it's tough, you know. And um, so anyway, it was it was kind of a mournful eight years, and uh, and now I've got a better grip on it because it's uh, I know that it's you know we're getting closer to the time of the return of Yeshua, and um, and these some of these things have to happen, and uh, and I don't want to rain on the parade of the uh, the, the QAnons and stuff like that, but. Uh, there's a good chance that uh, this is just going to keep continuing, and uh, you know, if, if Trump does get back in, and uh, that'd be that'd be wonderful. But um, you know, I'm not counting on it. Uh, one of the things that I learned in life is that if you if you if you count on the worst happening, when the best happens, you're really really happy about it. <laughs> It's true. You know, yeah. and, uh, it's a terrible way to go through life. But, you know, if if you know everything is going to go, you know, down the drain and then nothing does go down the drain then you're happy about it. Right. Um, but uh, I'm finding myself getting back into that mode, except that we're not really going down the drain. We're 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 entering into an era, a time of history when um, things are changing and getting worse. But. There is that ray of sunshine that's coming with the return of Yeshua, you know, in the millennium and, of course, the rapture. And um, so, you know, that is that's what helps me to temper what's coming, you know, and I hate to see those things coming. I really do. And um, but, you know, I guess it's going to happen. But um, (laughs) what can I say, you know, um, on the COVID front here? Uh, this is hilarious, uh, but so typical. Um, and I kind of learned that the camera's up there, not here. Um, but um, about a week ago, 
we were told that uh, 15 counties here in Oregon were going to go back to extreme because there's lots of people in the hospital. The hospitals are overflowing with people with COVID. So she put the counties in extreme. I'm talking about Kate, Kate the Brownstain. And um, she, uh, so she put them in, us back in extreme. And so all the restaurants, you know, the restaurant associations and stuff in the state have had it with this. And they're suing her. Okay, a lot of people are suing her. Um, but uh, so anyway, now this is how crafty this woman is. Okay, she's not dumb by any means. She's she's cunning. I think is a good word for it. Mm-hmm. So she did this right after Biden had released all that money for the states. So what better way to get money for the states than to declare most of the counties? Does that, you know? in a time of distress or disaster, you know. So anyway, I think she got the money because now we tomorrow we're going back into high risk instead of extreme. All those counties that she put in high risk are going or in the extreme are going back to high risk. Sounds like a miracle. Yes, yeah. And all of a sudden the hospitals aren't as full as they were before. Yeah. You know? Oh. And <laughs> telling you it's 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 all economics. It's all it's it's people are dying because of this and businesses are dying and people are out of work because somebody wants to play around with getting money from the government, you know, from the federal government. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. There's there's a special place in hell for people like that. I'm convinced of it. And uh, again, I, get, I hope that she repents and doesn't have to go there. You know, but I, I don't see that happening. But, you know, God is a God of miracles, and we'll see what happens with that. But uh, so this, I don't know, because the rest of the country, it seems like, is coming out of this. It's just our three states out here. And even your state is is, is starting to, um, as much as I didn't want to do it, there was an interview with Caitlyn Jenner today. <laughs> um, poor Bruce, you know. Yeah. Uh, Bruce and drag. Um, and he, uh, he was talking a lot of common sense, Yeah, you know, as much as I hate to say it, you know, he, he was, uh, he was talking about, you know, funding the police and he was talking about calling out the national guard if there's ever riots and stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, you know, this is, um, this is something interesting. This is something that, you know, I never thought I would hear coming from somebody in California, and even the Republicans have no spine down there, or up here for that matter. Yeah. Um, Jellyfish how, has more than the Republicans do here. Yeah, yeah. Although I got to give our guys credit up here because they did flee the state so that the the um, the legislature wouldn't have a quorum and they wouldn't be able to vote on anything when uh, when that big uh, green deal was going through, was trying to be pushed through up here. They all went to Idaho <laughs> on vacation. <laughs> I know it's the hot spot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, so the, you know our, our, our Republican representatives up here have um, intestinal fortitude. I guess is a nice way to say it. And uh, uh, without without getting graphic, and, yeah, uh, insulting anybody. But um, anyway, it's it's just nice to see that. And it seems like more people are waking up, and um, and hopefully, they're, they're, you know, I'm not discounting the chance that maybe things will get better. And uh, if they do, that's great. <laughs> I'm all for that. 
but um, uh, we uh, heard somewhere, uh, I think Barbara got it off the internet, that worldwide there's 800 million people that are refusing to take the COVID shots. That's just 200 million shy of a billion. That's a lot. Yeah. So, um, and uh, there was another factoid I think you were telling me about. Um, about the COVID, the COVID deaths. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what was that? Um, it was on Tucker Carlson tonight, last night. So everybody was, just go to YouTube. But he, he spent a lot of time on it. That the death from the vaccine since December of 2020 till April of this year, and I'll just round up a little because he kind of rounded up. It's almost a thousand deaths per month in the United States on the COVID vaccine. So that's four thousand deaths, maybe a little bit under for for four months. So that's it's what twelve thousand for the year. But if you watch that episode. That is under underrated. That's this thought. He thinks it's much higher, and I do too. And that's not counting the tens of thousands of people that got put in the hospital because of having the COVID vaccine, and the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, that are sick from it who didn't go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And he gave the stat that um, you have to watch it because I'm going off memory, and you guys know my memory's not the greatest. But uh, was it polio or uh, one of the vaccines that if they got more than 50 in a year, they take the vaccine off, off the shelf. Right. So more than 50. More mm-hmm. than 50 people died from a vaccine, maybe 60, they would shut it all down. Right. A thousand a month are dying. Yeah. A thousand a month. So what's changed? Politics has changed. Control has changed. They want to, I think you talked about this in your, your podcast the other day, they want to kill as many of us as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. They want to depopulate the earth. That's a new age teaching. I just read it today. Actually, I read it, did some reading about the new age um, to bring in this new utopia. And in order to bring in this new utopia in, this new millennium that they want, then you have to get rid of all the negative forces and all the things that are holding it back. And, and, uh, and what's holding it back are people who fear God, people who want to think for themselves, people who want to raise a family and not depend on the government, uh, people who go to church and carry guns and a Bible and have a truck. Mm. And you like to go fishing. And people who grow our food, people who raise our cattle, people who work hard for a living, who are the backbone, those are the people that are a threat to the elites. And this vaccine is, right. is, it actually is a win-win for them. So they kill 4,000 a month, uh, every four months. Let's say 1,000 a month. Big deal. There's hundreds of millions of people. But then you'd have the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people going into the hospital. Well, that's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now they're making money off those people every month buying these pharmaceutical companies. They're making billions of dollars off those sick people. They just basically, I grew up on a ranch and uh, we used to uh, raise our own hay and it was oat hay and alfalfa, but mostly oat hay. So you would plant the seeds and then wait for the fall rains to come and then you harvest it the next summer. 
So they're planting the seeds right now with the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. With I, And I'm just guessing, I say with, it's actually happening now, but I think in the next 12 months, you're going to see a huge increase of people getting sick from the vaccine or dying. They'll probably cover the numbers up, but it might happen so much they can't, but it'll leak out. Right. You know, these people getting sick have to go to the hospitals, <laughs> have to be mm-hmm. taken care of. The, the, the medical industry is going to make bank. And sure. so and so are the pharmaceuticals. And then the people that aren't in the hospital that, that do survive, they go on meds the rest of their life. and mm-hmm. Or they get another vaccine and it finally kills them. Right. And so they're depopulating the world. They're making people sick, but they're not dying, but they're paying money back into the system to support the very system that's killing them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, OMG. Yeah, I just... Ah, it's a it's a parasitical thing. I, I drive down the road to work and I think about this stuff. I thought, why aren't people seeing this? Right. This is just lunacy. It's crazy. It's nuts. And the only way this is going to stop. And I, I agree with you. I think in Matthew 24, it, there's a whole. They asked Jesus when he came out of the temple, when you when are you setting up the kingdom? And he, you know, in that famous passage, it says. You'll see uh, there'll be wars, rumors of wars, pestilence in various places, you know, but this is not yet the end. And he basically is saying that as he gets closer to coming back to earth to take us home, you're going to see an an increase in all these things. Right. Uh, Pestilence is sickness. And um, um, pharmakia, the Greek word pharmakia, pharmacy, is a word for sorcery in the Old New Testament, Old Testament, and so people are going to be drugged out. Mm-hmm. People are going to be sick. There's going to be right. a, a pestilence, a, a COVID. See my air quotes. And they're going to, the, the, the governments at that time, which is now, are going to use these things to put fear in the people. And when you're fearful, you will wear a mask. You will wear six masks on your face. You'll mm-hmm. be in a spacesuit if you have to, to, to live because you're so afraid of dying. And I, I speak as a, as a born again Christian. I'm not afraid of dying because I know where I'm going if I die. And I know who has my life in his hands and his hands are pretty secure. Nobody's going to take me out of his hands. Mm-hmm. And I don't think God wants us to live in fear. He says that we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And he's, there's a verse. Ah, uh, where's it at? I think it's Romans. It says soon. Satan will be crushed under your feet. He means our feet. Mm-hmm. So there's a time coming where Satan's going to be crushed. And there's a, I think it's in the Old Testament. It might be Ezekiel. I'm just guessing right now that we're going to see Satan for who he is. And we're going to look at him. Literally, God's going to bring him before us, all the believers, and we're going to see him. And we're going to say to ourselves, because it says this in that scripture, this is the one that caused all the trouble. This mm-hmm. this thing here caused my life on earth to be like that. And I was afraid of him because right. he's going to show us in his pure form. And I'm saying all this, Dave, because a lot of the stuff we talk about, which is we have to, it can bring a lot of fear. And I'm telling our audience right now, don't be afraid. Right. Um, especially if you're a born again Christian, you have nothing to be afraid about uh, at all. Matter of fact, the demons um, fear you. Um, That's right. It, 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 they fear us. 
but he wants us to believe that we should fear them. We shouldn't. And um, our kingdom is set. Our eternity is set. And it says in the scriptures, I'll maybe read them later, that if God is for us, who can be against us? And God is not a God of fear, but of, of sound mind and pure, uh, and pure love and sound mind and peace and joy. So this whole COVID thing is a tool to make people submit. In our country, I believe, unless the Lord comes back tomorrow, if it's still here, there's a reason for us to be here, and we need to take it back if we can, or at least slow the process down. Right, right. And so um, the way you slow the process down, don't take the vaccine. Don't mm-hmm. do it. Um, yeah. uh, if you if you haven't been in church in a while, get back in church. Um, if if you are seeking the Lord, but you don't know him in your heart, ask him in your heart. Talk to a friend that is a Christian and have him explain it to you. But we're living in perilous times that the Lord Jesus said would be. And these elitists in the Biden administration, it's not just him. He's a puppet. It's the guy behind him. Whoever, right. They want to set up a one world order. They don't care about your family. They don't care about your health. They don't care anything about you. Mm-hmm. And if you believe that the government's going to take care of you, I will sell you a bridge in Arizona across the big, huge ocean because <laughs> they don't care about you. And, right. no, and for those out there, there's no ocean in Arizona. So, um, but it's, I'm trying to make the point. You have to take control of your own life through the Lord. Ask him what you need to do. And there were a lot of Christians that Dave mentioned and a lot of people that didn't know the Lord who fought for our country and who made it what it is today. And now we're losing it. And we are losing it, folks, unless we stop it. Vote against. Um, and, and I would say vote against the Republican. That's not really a Republican. Right. We want to put people in there that have, like you mentioned earlier, uh, like Jenner. Yeah, I mean, I agree with those things. Mm-hmm. And I don't agree with his lifestyle, but I agree with those things. Right. If he's a candidate, I would vote for him. If that's mm-hmm. who God is going to put in there, yeah, I'm going to vote for him. So I would encourage everybody listening and watching um, to really listen to the Lord in your life and what he wants you to do. But we're living in these horrible, these unbelievable, horrible times, but unbelievable times. And so and we're, the UFO thing is another thing we're going to talk about, right, Dave, tonight? Yeah, yeah. I found that scripture. Actually, it's in Isaiah chapter, um, yeah, okay, chapter 17, oh, 14, yeah, 14. 14, how thou art fallen from from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how thou art cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations, for thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregations in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake nations, that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof? that opened not the house to his prisoners. All the kings of the nations, even all of them, 
lie in glory, every one in his own house. But thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch, and as a raiment of those that are slain, thrust through with the sword. They go, um, excuse me, sword, that go down to the stones of the pit as a carcass trodden under thy, under thy feet. There you go. <laughs> so yeah. they will be trodden under the feet. Yeah. And uh, it goes on and on, but that's basically the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, he, he's, he's all, well, he's hype and he's lies and he's and everything else. And uh, the sooner people realize that, the sooner that they realize that his disciples, which are the elites and the Hollywood elites and, and the, the press and everything else are really his disciples, and, um, you know, they're right now they have, uh, they're winning a battle, but they don't win the war. That's right. Okay? Yeah. And, and the Lord promised us that no weapon formed against us will prosper. And he says that's what the heritage of the servants of the Lord, you know. So even though they, they, they try to do these things, these things aren't going to prosper. And, we talk about a win-win situation, you know. If you're a believer, like what did Paul say? To live is Christ and to die is gain. You know, so no matter what happens to us, we're winners through Yeshua. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, I've, I've always had this scenario that when, when that time happens, if it happens to me, you know, it's, I'm going to, I said, I'm going to thank the executioner if, if that happens, you know. Right. And um, I'm going to say, I'm going to thank him and say, thank you. You're sending me home, <laughs> yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, so I, I don't know. Uh, they say that one of the things that drove Nero crazy was that after the um, the games were over and all the Christians were slaughtered out, out in the uh, Colosseum, he would walk out there and he would see smiles on their faces and, and looks of contentment on their face, on their faces too. You know, like, uh, they weren't scared and they were, they were feeling good about things and, and, uh, that just really bothered the heck out of Nero. And, um, and he went insane, uh, eventually. And, uh, his own people had to take him out finally at the end. But, um, these people don't realize that, um, when they're when they're cursing us, they're you know we're being blessed, and when they're reviling us, they're I'm thinking of the beatitudes. Uh, when they revile us, we're for His sake, we're blessed, and and uh, and everything. So it's you know it's there's no way we can be losers, and if we can remember that all the time, that would be wonderful. Um, you know it's just. It's just keeping that mindset. Uh, we used to sing a song in church, and I, I'm sure you guys did too. Uh, put your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. You know, and I used to love singing that song. It's a great song. It's right. too bad churches don't sing songs like that anymore. It's all about what we do for God. Um, but... Um, Anyway, let's. Uh, I think we can shift gears and, and go into the UFO thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be a good idea. So, um, 
you've uh, mentioned that you've noticed uh, in the news, uh, you know, like Tucker Carlson's coming out with all these things about UFOs, which uh, is, really piques my interest because usually with those networks, they're not allowed to say anything unless they're given permission. You know, even Fox News is that way. So somebody in Fox News has given him permission to talk about this subject, and he seems to be talking about it quite uh, liberally. Mm-hmm. Not not conservative at all. Uh, and, and I should clarify that he's he's talking about it with fervor rather than being restrained. How's that sound? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like putting liberal and conservative <laughs> in that sentence. But anyway, um, so you know, there's that, and uh, man, every channel you turn to, there's something about UFOs. All the um, we're we're watching. Um, a couple of series now. We're watching um, Debris, which is about an alien spacecraft that crashed Earth, and pieces of it are causing all kinds of havoc on Earth, causing strange powers to happen. Uh, so that's one of them. Another one is uh, Manifest, where supposedly this plane crashed, and it, but it didn't crash, but it did crash, and the people that were on it five years later reappeared, and they were... So there's a big question about that, and that has to do basically with time travel or astral travel. And, um, and they're all endowed with powers. <laughs> so um, they're, they're setting us up for something now. For the longest time, it was zombies. Okay? Right. The zombie apocalypse is going to happen. You know, and then that kind of died out. And then uh, even before that, there was some UFO stuff. Um, I remember a show back in the 70s called UFO. Um, oh, yeah. it, was, it was a British thing, you know, yeah. but it, it was really good. Not, matter of fact, I've been watching it. But um, so, you know, that started back in the 70s, let's say. And uh, in the 80s, it got, you know, we had the Star Trek movies, Star War movies, uh, you know, about galactic fights in space and stuff. And um, and now we're uh, we're getting into some of the more esoteric uh, forms of uh, space travel and uh, and alien visitation, which is really just fallen angel visitation. Um, and um, I read a really oh, here it is right here. <laughs> this is a book I recommend. It's uh, the threat is real. Let's see, Walking Among Us, and it's talking about this is a secular psychiatrist that hypnotizes people and um, in a, in a way that, you know, it's not like those guys at the, um, at the state fair that make people cluck like chickens and stuff like that. <laughs> he, uh, he is really serious about this and he's convinced that there's a plan to create humans, human looking aliens that will come down and eventually surplant the, uh, humans on earth. And, um, and that fits in with Bible prophecy, by the way, it really does. Um, because, uh, uh, where do I go with this? Oh yeah. Um, the, the locust invasion in Revelation, I'm not so convinced it's actually a locust, uh, or when the demons right out of the pit, the abyss, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I got the two mixed up. Um, I'm, I'm not so sure. You know, there's there's got to be a reason why the UFO, um, we'll call them UFO knots, like astronauts, why they're taking 
male sperm and female ovum. Why would you do that unless you wanted to combine the two and make your own race? You know? Yeah. And, you know, what if uh, you made these beings? Now, they're not made naturally. They're not, you know, um, and if they're, they're genetically manipulated, that's even worse. But um, the question is, do they have souls? You know? Um so that I can't answer that question, but I do know they're an empty vessel. And um there's only one thing I know of that likes to inhabit empty vessels. Those yeah. are demons. You know. So what if what if um this guy's right and what I think is right and that the um they're preparing to take over via um essentially Nephilim is what they are. Yeah. They're modern-day Nephilim that look just like us. Now, if you look in Daniel, uh, is it the 12th chapter where he's talking about, no, it's earlier on when he's talking to Nebuchadnezzar about the uh, statue that Nebuchadnezzar dreamed about. You know, and the, the head was gold, that was Nebuchadnezzar. The breastplate, or the breast was silver, that was the Medo-Persians. Um, other, uh, the Greeks were the bronze, they were like the lower stomach and the hips. And then the two legs were the Roman Empire. And because the Roman Empire split in two, there was the Byzantine Empire in Rome. Okay, but each leg had ten toes. And the toes were mix, a mix of miry clay and, and iron. And it says, um, and this is a rough translation, basically that the two will, uh, there will be an attempt to mingle the two together, but they will not cleave unto one another. Okay? Um, they will try to mingle with man, but the two will not cleave to one another. And so one of those elements is a man, or mankind. What's the other element? <laughs> um, that Mankind is the clay, because mankind was made from clay, and steel is a strong, strong um, element. You know, very strong element that's mixed with uh, the right ingredients. But anyway, uh, that suggests to me that the steel is something other than mankind. And so, uh, that being the case, um, what Bud, not Bud Hopkins, uh, David Jacobs and I contend is that, uh, you know, these are, they're creating Nephilims and they're, they're, um, they're getting closer and closer to being almost perfect where you can't even tell them apart from human beings. Uh, there are ways to do it, but um, they could fool most people. And they have the uh, supposedly a tele telepathic power over people. So they can make people do what they want to do. So that suggests demonic activity to me. Um, anyway, um, so this, this phenomenon of UFOs is getting more real uh, by the day. Um I kind of envy you because you're going to have a front row seat. Yeah. <laughs> telescope. My next thing to buy is a really powerful telescope. Yeah, I do that in a second. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and, um, but, um, yeah, so uh, a few years ago, uh, I used to be a member of MUFON. I was a field investigator, actually. I never got to go on any field investigations because they knew I was a Christian and they knew what I believed that these things are, are uh, spiritual and they're not uh, visitors from other planets. Uh, MUFON now is, is believes that they might be metaphysical, which is the same thing to me as spiritual. 
you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, they sent out a newsletter one day or one month, and uh, the newsletter had peak years, and it went all the way back to, like, 500 A.D., uh, when there was um, sightings of UFOs. And uh, so I looked at the thing, and uh, I started to see a correlation, and I prayed and asked the Lord to show me. And, of course, I don't know history from way back then, but um, so I started with uh, 1898, I think, and um, there was a UFO flap. And actually, that was a weird one because they looked like airships, and, you know, they tried to abduct people back then, too. Um, according to what I've read. Um, and incidentally, that was the year that Theodore Herzl um, put together the, uh, the Zionist movement to, for a homeland in the Middle East, in Israel. And so that was a prophetic event. So, prophetic event, UFO manifestations. Um, I think that was also the year that Lord Bowflower um proclaimed that uh, Israel should have its own state. So there's a prophetic event, okay? Mm -hmm. And it went on year by year until, you know, you got into the the uh, early 1900s when um, Azusa Street was going on. It was a year of high UFO activity. Um, and then, you, you, you know, you go into the 30s. I think it was 1938. Um, by then, Hitler had taken over Germany, you know, had power in Germany. So that was a prophetic event. Um, and you go into the 40s. In 1941, when the camps started um, mass executing people, you know, uh, UFO flap. 1944, when, when it kind of came to a halt because the Germans realized that they were they were trying to win the war and they didn't really have time to do a lot of that. Um 19, late 1944 is when it stopped or came to a, a most of an abrupt halt. And um, that was a, a year of prophetic event. 1947, when, uh, I mean, of, of UFO peaks. 1947, when the UN pro proclaimed that Israel should be a country, was a year of UFO peaks. 1948, when Israel became a nation, UFO peaks again, or flaps, whatever you want to call them. 1952, when Israel had its first war in the uh, Suez Canal, uh, UFO flap, you know, and then you move ahead, 1967, the 67 war, UFO flap around the world, uh, 1972, the sixth day, no, yeah, that was, no, that was the Yom Kippur war, um, UFO flap, you know, it's, it's really uncanny. Um, I have, I had a friend, I'm not going to mention his name. I still have it. He's a friend. I just haven't talked to him in a while. Lives in Ohio. There's a little of the town in Ohio where um, uh, the year that they were building a, a Christian college there, right? It was supposed to be the Christian college, um, the one that we evangelicals would go to and, and everything else. And um, uh, right after the college was built, on, on or near the day of dedication, was there was a UFO landing and beings were seen. So that was, that, you know, that's considered an important thing too, because, you know, here you have a Christian college opening up and during all the revivals too, uh, Pensacola, uh, the Pensacola revival across the um, bay from there is Gulf Breeze, UFO flap. Um, 
I don't know that much about Toronto, Canada. I don't remember reading anything about a UFO flap up there. Probably was one. But each and every time that something significant has happened uh, to the state of Israel or um, a Christian revival, revival was going on or an important Christian event was going on, there'd be a UFO flap. It's almost as though, um, well, I'll, I'll call it Satan, uh, knows that the prophetic events happening or the revivals happening, and he tries to one-up God by creating all these signs in the sky to get people's eyes off of what's going on, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I just found that really interesting. Yeah. You know, I haven't done it in about five years now. Um, I've, it's on my website somewhere, and I was looking for it when we first started. I can't find it. I know it's there, but I can't find it. Um, you know, and I'll take care of that problem. I'll put it in a bunch of different places. But um, it's just uh, you could tell there's a spiritual war going on by this. You know, um, but this thing has been going on. Alien abduction has been going on for a long time, even in the Middle Ages. What we now know to be um, fairy, uh, excuse me, aliens that come from other worlds. Back then were called fairies, ogres, nymphs. Um, yeah, you name it. And uh, they were known for abducting children and luring children out. Um, abducting women. Women would disappear for days on end and then return looking changed. Um, babies were taken away and, and it looked like they were substitute. That's where we get the word changeling from. Um, there's a really good book. It's by um, I think it's J. Michael Mott. It's called Caverns, Cauldrons, and Concealed Creatures. Um, and he goes through this whole history. Fascinating book. Incredibly fascinating book. Um, and he, he just brings the whole UFO thing right into it at the end, you know, that this is just a continuation of what's been going on for centuries. Why would, for instance, why would, uh, I think it was Peter, or was it Paul, said that a woman should have a covering on her head because of the angels? Well, the activity must have still been going on at that time. You know, um, why would there be a warning like that? <laughs> You know, and the covering that the that Paul was talking, I think it was Paul, was talking about was actually having a male figure, a spiritual figure over her, and that Christ was his spiritual figure, Messiah was. And um, so, and then, um, you know, then we go back in time to the Nephilim uh, that were after the flood. The, um, the beings that were in Canaan, if you remember um, when Joshua and uh, Caleb and the other uh, ten spies went into uh, Israel or Canaan. Um, they came back saying, hey, you know, these guys, we were like grasshoppers in their sight. Mm -hmm. They're so big. And uh, and um, so uh, he said, I think they say, right, he says, right, there, the sons of Anak are there. Mm -hmm, that's right. Yeah. And the, the sons of Anak, if you look up who Anak was, um He's really an unknown figure. And um, there's another, um, Anak had a, uh, an ancestor that preceded him. And I can't remember his name right now. But if you look up the name, it actually means the ones with long necks. Yeah, I read that today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ones long with long necks. And yeah. what do you see when you see gray aliens? The ones yeah. with long necks. And they're tall. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, uh, the same ones Joshua had to fight, I think, when they went into 
the promised land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that just shows you the might of God, because when you're going up against an army of people that are maybe 15 or 20 feet tall, you know, and, yeah. and you and you win every battle, <laughs> wow. you know, the yeah. Romans couldn't even do that when they went into Germany. You know, no. they constantly had a hard time with the Germans because they were so big and so yeah. savage. Yeah. You know, and uh, so that just shows you that the majesty of God and what he can do. You know, it's it's just amazing. But uh, so, what have you seen about um, increasing UFOs? Oh, um, got my notes right here. Um, wow. Well, it's all over YouTube. Um, there's a site on YouTube that I use a lot. Well, I used to use it. It's uh, called Secure Team. They've been around about. It's Tyler is his name. He's been around about seven or eight years. I've been watching him almost the whole time. But he got he uh, got off YouTube about a year ago. Was gone for like a year. There was all this conspiracy about him and what happened to him. But he's back. He's a young guy. He has hundreds and hundreds of videos that are sent to him from all over the world for the last eight years of all these sightings. And um, I'm just giving him a plug because his he's he does a lot of good. Uh, I don't know if he's a book Christian or not, but he does a lot of good. He's getting the word out there about this conspiracy, this lie that they're telling us that there's no extraterrestrials and it's a hot air balloon, you know, nothing to see here. And one of the things on his show the last few days was a triangled ship in the Antarctica in the middle of a crater. And he Google earthed it and got up close and it matches other things that have been found on Mars and the moon. It's a triangle really? object that's triangle. You can see it in Antarctica in the middle of this plateau that's no mountains around it. And here's this thing just sitting there. And it's like, he's, and he, he doesn't make, he just says, you make up your own mind. And, and it's pretty obvious it's man-made or something, something made it. Are you talking about the pyramids? No, this is not a pyramid. Oh, okay. It's shaped like a triangle ship. Oh. It's like the uh, the, the triangled uh, UFOs that have been seen all over the world with the light on each tip. And and this one's in Antarctica, and it's just sitting there. And it looks kind of like a rock formation, but then it's got, it looks like a, like a, almost like an arrowhead kind of a shape. Oh. And there's one, of, he, sh- he showed on his show, there's one on Mars, I think there's one on the moon. They've been found. Uh, they've been seen in the in orbit. Uh, actually, a few months ago, I think it was a Russian astronaut took a picture of some lights that all of a sudden flying over the Earth came out of nowhere. Um, so, I mean, even astronauts are like couldn't explain it, and they're in the space station orbiting the Earth, and this is what they do for a living, mm-hmm. and. They're in space where the city lights and street lights aren't going to affect their vision and view. They can see everything. And they can't explain these things. And so um, one of the things that um, I kind of made a list on my phone here, guys. Um, that the New Age teaches that the Earth is going to be cleansed. And that, like I mentioned before, and that the negative just my wording, the negative forces that are keeping utopia from coming to being are going to be removed, which we would call the rapture. Mm-hmm. And 
um, that has to be explained away. As we talked before in the shows previous to this one, Dave, right? Um, that we were t- did all the we were taken away. Aliens came and took us away, took us somewhere, and are going to bring us back later. However you want to, whatever the lie is, but it's going to be something like that. Um, but with this lie, you just can't tell a lie. Hey, put it this way: in every lie, there's a little truth, right? Right. That's, right. That's why a lie is so convincing because there's truth to it. And mm-hmm. actually, starting in the Garden of Eden with uh, Lucifer, Satan, the serpent, whatever you want to call him, talking to Eve. Did not God say? He said, "Did not God say?" He's quoting God that if you eat of this, you'll be like Him. Paraphrasing. And she saw, and her husband Adam saw that it was good. You know, it was delight. It was good to see, and they took and they ate it. We all know the story, but. That's a new age teaching. They wanted to be like God. Instead of submitting right. to God, they said they wanted to be him. Mm-hmm. Instead of being subordinate to him, they wanted to be him. And Satan used scripture and a little bit of scripture and twisted it and made it work for him. So right. there's a little bit of truth to what he said, but it was it was truly false. So they have to make a a a you have what's it called a um, you hear a lot in politics the terminology um, they have to build a case so when this happens it's believable right so I think there's three categories here of UFOs and maybe more probably more for sure one is there I think UFOs did crash and we re we re-engineered their technology and I think those triangle things are ours. That's my mm-hmm. right. My I agree. Angle crafts are ours because mm-hmm. it looked like something we would make. Right. Because if you see the other UFOs, there's no sharp edges. Mm-hmm. They're not triangles. They're slender. They're like some of them football shaped. They're cigar shaped. They're or they're discs. They're not triangles. So I think the triangles are our ships that we've re-engineered or reverse engineered. Right. Then you have the, and that's us. That's humans made those. Then you have the actual UFOs, the ones that crashed. What are those? And you've already talked about it. Without taking a lot of time, those are Nephilim. In whatever form they are, those are demonic, half demonic, half whatever beings that built those things themselves. And I believe that they're on other planets living in our solar system in the galaxy. I believe they're, they're able to travel at the speed of light or close to it to, to, to move around. And that these creatures, their technology and their, um, their IQs are off the chart. You know, the best of us, I think here on the earth, anything over 130 is considered a genius or 135. They're probably eight, 900, 1200, 1500. Their IQs is just off the chart. They don't even need to speak words. They can speak telepathically. And you know, it's interesting when you said that, you know, who else speaks telepathically? The Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's true. Jesus himself speaks to our brain. Somebody, I always hear when I was going ministering in church years ago, I want God to speak to me. Why doesn't he speak to me? You know, and I said, well, here's the Bible. He speaks to the word. He speaks to circumstances, but he's that still small voice. He's that little voice you would say call the conscience, but 
that when you're a believer, it's more than your conscience. It's the Holy Spirit whispering into your intellect, hey, dummy, don't do what you're about to do. It's going right. to cause you a lot of grief, but you do it. And you say later, man, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Why did you know you shouldn't have done that? Because if you're a believer, God told you not to do it. Right. You just knew inside. There's an mm-hmm. intuition. There's a little voice, the thoughts. And so um, I've had experience, and we've talked about this a long time ago, where God has spoken to me uh, audibly in my head, where it almost it's like he is speaking out loud like I am. Mm-hmm. So loud, but it's in my head. And um, I believe that these creatures can do the same thing, but not obviously to the degree God can, because God can talk to everyone at the same time. Right. How does that work? I don't even want to go there. <laughs> That's just something you don't want to go there because you can never figure it out. But he can't. Mm-hmm. Demons, Nephilim, are generic creatures like us, organic created creatures, or you know, uh, that can only be in one place at one time, can only speak to one person at one time. They are literally bound by the same laws of, of we are. And so yeah. you have the Nephilim, you have us who've made these ships, you have the Nephilim who have made their ships, their bases, and now are working with uh, humans, I believe, on Mars. I never thought I would say this stuff, but I really believe that. Mm-hmm. And um, also, there's the third one, and they're called uh, demons, fallen angels. And um, I have... I've experienced with this because it's, I've seen pictures. I've seen them. Mm-hmm. I know what they look like. And many of you out there are Christians can, you know what I'm talking about. But, um, orbs, there's orbs or lights. And like, if you notice some of these uh, UFOs are, a lot of them are at night and it's a light that flickers and changes shape and changes direction. But then you have the triangle ships that don't do that. They right. just, they go, they, they maneuver beyond human terms, but they never change shape. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you have the UFOs that they're a shape, but they don't change shape, but they can disappear and reappear. Right. And they can go back and forth and up and down in a split second. And then you have the orbs. What are orbs? Orbs are demons that take the forms of light. And it says in the scripture that Satan is an angel of light. Mm-hmm. And I want to read that in just a minute, Dave, if it's okay. Sure. And read some scripture. Um, I can find it. Hold on, guys. Um, and, and this, actually, I'll go back to this. Obadiah chapter one, you've quoted this many times that the aliens of Nephilim make their nests in the stars and in the planets. Right. And, and I believe that's true that they're, mm-hmm. they're up in, and these other plants are here too. Um, it says uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 14 and 15 Satan disguises himself as light a lot of things we see are orbs which are demonic spirits disguising themselves as light flying to disguise after to what happened to yeah anyway this happened to my daughter I'm reading with this actually happened and Dave knows this um, my daughter lives or did live in um, Pleasant Hill, Oregon. Yeah. About Ten years ago, twelve years ago, I have three grown daughters, and 
two of them were there, uh, one living there and one came to visit. If I remember correctly, it was Autumn and Julia. Mm-hmm. And it was, they lived, they live on a little hill in this valley out in the country. And up this valley came these lights a few hundred feet off the ground. No sound, uh, no noise, nothing, but you can see him moving. And my daughter got her camera, uh, not a, not a cell phone camera, but a real camera and took pictures. And then I've seen this and I know you guys have it. I think, I think you were going to send it to me. I wish we could show it. But I'm looking for it on my phone right now. <laughs> okay, cool. You would call it orbs. People would call it an orb because we hear that a lot. I was like an orb in the sky and they were in formation. Those are demons. Those aren't chips. Those are demons. Exactly. And, and they were coming up this valley and I, I saw this picture myself and my daughter took it. And when you do a close up of the picture, these orbs all of a sudden, instead of being like a big ball of light, it spreads out. And inside this picture were demonic beings with faces, arms, and legs. And one of them was looking back at the camera, scowling at the camera. I got a goosebump. Yeah. Oh, I got a goosebump. <laughs> like, like, picked off. Why are you taking my picture? But it was a being, and you can see his legs, arms. You can see it in the camera. It's alien gray. Yeah, exactly. So these are orbs. These are demonic beings that don't have a body, but they can take the shape of anything. And, and you would say, well, how can that be? I think it's the book of Acts that says, um, just paraphrasing again, be careful who you entertain. You could be entertaining an angel. So good angels, not demons, can take the form of a child, a man, or a woman to communicate with you without you even knowing it. I know that's happened to me at least once. And... um I didn't know until after the person left who I was talking to. This was 25 years ago. So if angels can change their form into a human or make it into a person, then demons can do that. And if a demon can do that, a demon can take the form of anything they want. They are fallen creatures. They were kicked out of heaven, but they're very powerful. They have a lot of knowledge. And the word, actual word demon in the Greek means knowledge. Knowledge. Yeah. It means knowing one. So mm-hmm. they're smart. They're not all, they're all, they're evil, but they're really cunning and really smart. And so they, um, know how to manipulate us by visual. And we're visual people. Everybody, especially men, obviously we know that. But when you see something with your eyes, you can't deny what you're seeing, even though it's fake and demonic. Right. And so these creatures were coming up this valley. We took a picture of them. And it's like, and uh, uh, I had a house years ago. And Dave knows what this story is. And it was an old farmhouse I remodeled. We took pictures on the outside and it had been lived in in 40 years. It was built in 1891, completely remodeled it in 2005 and six. And sure enough, when the pictures got developed, I think my nephew took it, Clinton, and you see these figures standing in the window, staring out through the glass at us. That is a freaky picture. Yes, I've seen but that. The is, people, nobody's living in the house. Right. And so I'm not trying to say all this to scare people. I'm trying to educate, and Dave, too. This world they're living in, we're not alone in it. It's occupied by two-thirds of the angels of heaven still are in heaven. 
and they're sent down from heaven to protect those who are going to be saved. And once we're saved, we have a guardian angel. So how many believers and how many angels around every believer? Then you have the fallen angels, which are demons, and their mission is to destroy us. Mm-hmm. They don't want anybody who's unsaved to be saved. And if you get saved, you ask the Lord in your heart, they want to keep you from having a testimony. They want to destroy your marriage, destroy you, and destroy your kids, whatever right. they can. And they will use every means they have at their fingertips, and which is a lot. And one of the means to to distract us, and especially if you don't know the Lord, is this UFO. The UFO is what we're talking about. So, um, and they're they're creatures of manipulation of light. And it even said that Satan can do that. And then it says, um, and then the ancient times, they saw these things. These things have been around. These UFOs have been around. And I, I, it's funny, as you, God expands your knowledge realm of, of things, things start to pop out in the Bible. And it says in um, Zephaniah chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, those that bow down on the roofs to the house of heaven, i.e. Nephilim. So back in those times, people would bow down on their roofs or their upper room toward heaven and worship other gods. Right. And I'm thinking a lot of their gods were a cow, a goat, a calf, or Bell. Or, yeah. Bell. But mm-hmm. this verse is referring to something else, and it goes back to Genesis 6, Dave. The men of renown, the Nephilim, were called men of renown. They relations, obviously, with women. They had children, Nephilim, but they were called men of renown. The word renown means famous, powerful men who were who would conquer and be and and go out and conquer. These men were like superheroes back Mm -hmm. in the day. They were like the Thors and the Hulks and the Ironmans back in the day. People literally worship them. And so this verse, I, I was really thinking about it today. These people back then saw stuff that you and I would say would be a spaceship or a UFO. They worshipped it. They worshipped things that they saw. They couldn't explain them, but they built a whole religion around them. And there's ruins all around the world by the Mayans and different ones and the Egyptians of their things that they worship carved into the walls that look just like aliens. Right. And so, and then, and so I guess I want to end this because I can go on and on. Sorry, Dave. That's um, right. Oh. I only had a single shot of coffee too. It was just one shot. Um, <laughs> if I go triple, never go triple shot espresso. Never. Um, so let me just summarize and finish up. You have three categories. You have humans. You have actual Nephilim, which are physical beings, demonic, super smart, UFOs. Most of them are from them. Then you have the orbs, which are just demons that can take the form of anything they want. All of these are working in conjunction together, and Satan is their prince. Because it says in the scripture that Satan is the prince and the power of the air. I'm not talking what we breathe. I'm talking... Everything in the atmosphere of this earth, Satan is allowed to use it to bring up, to bring about his plan, which is going to fail. And God gave him this authority. And 
part of that is he's in control of all three of these groups. Some of them, obviously, the, the orbs know who Satan is, and they work directly with them. The Nephilim, I'm not, I don't know. But I imagine they're evil, and they have uh, influence. He has influence on them. But in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it says, let me read this. Um, we do not... We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but every principality and power in the high places. So, every principality and power in high places. I used to take that, and I still do, as just spirit beings. But principalities and power in the high places. I take that now as, you know, not just demonic, but physical beings that live out outside our atmosphere. And we need we as believers and as as just anybody who's listening, you need to be aware of these things because these forces are using politics, they're using COVID, they're using all this stuff to prepare a kingdom that's going to be run by the Antichrist. That's what all this comes down to. And they're being used as pawns by God. God mm-hmm. is not up in heaven thinking, oh my goodness, what is going on? How can I stop these aliens? These guys are just too strong for me. They have all this technology. <laughs> God said, says he sits in the heavens and he laughs at the nations. He laughs. He's just like, you got to be kidding me. Really? It'd be like me seeing an ant on the floor and wanting, and I could step on it or not step on it. That's, that's these aliens to God. They're an ant. These Nephilim mm-hmm. are ants. These orbs are ants. And so are we, except the ones that know him in his heart, that know the Lord. And so he doesn't want us to be afraid. He wants us to be aware that if you're going through a hard time right now, and I know a lot of people are because of COVID, lost your job or sick or just problems because of being locked up or you're your state like mine is just turning into a socialist state. We're not to be afraid. This we're not. We're 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 to know what's going on and know that God is in control of all of what's going on and that He's got our back and that we're not to be in fear, because when you're in fear, then you make bad decisions. When you make a decision out of fear and anxiety and worry. That's a knee-jerk decision, and it's going to be a bad decision. And when you make a, a decision because you feel peace in your heart, you're calm about what's going on, even though everything around you is falling apart, you're calm. That's the best place to be. And just so you know, and you already know this, folks, is that all that's going on, God is aware of all of it. Mm-hmm. These aliens, these Nephilim, these orbs, these demonic creatures, and even Satan himself, at the end of all this, that Dave mentioned, we win. In chapter 20 of Revelation, Satan is bound and thrown into the pit for a thousand years. And then after that thousand years, he's released for a short time, and he's thrown into the lake of fire where he will be forever. But we know the Lord. We will be in heaven with the Lord forever. And, right. and as physical as this earth is, because we're used to living here, so is heaven. It's another dimension that we can't see, but it's as physical and real 
as here, except, except is a huge word, no death, no sickness, no crying, no pain, no depression, no worry, no hunger, no heat of the sun, nothing like that. In Revelation chapter 21, it talks about that. And it says, and, and it also says that God himself will be there. He will be our God and we will be his people. And that's the future of the church. That should give us hope tonight. That should give us peace. You know what? I'm going through it right now, but that's my future. And God sees what you're going through right now, and he will get you through it. He will. Mm -hmm. He will get you through it. And read your Bible, pray, go to church, do whatever you have to do for the Lord. He will get you through it. And he has to get you through it because he made a promise to. Whoops, sorry about that. And if he doesn't get you through it, then he's a liar, and God's not a liar. He says he will not leave you, nor forsake you, or 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 leave you high and dry. And that you think if you got, you're not hearing God, he's the still small voice. I think it's all in with this. Elijah was in a cave, hiding from the queen. He was scared to death. He had just killed the 200, 200 prophets of Baal, I think, or God did. And he's had this great spiritual victory, and he's, but he's hiding in a cave because the queen found out what happened, and she wanted to kill him. So he goes, hides in this cave, shaking in his boots, praying to God. He, he had this really spiritual high. Now he's got this really low, and he's depressed. There was a, Then he's praying to God. There's this great fire. God wasn't in the fire. There's this great wind. God wasn't in the great wind. There was this great earthquake. God wasn't in the earthquake. And then it says it was a still, small, gentle breeze. And God was in that. God is a gentle person. And he will speak to you at the right time, calmly, clearly, and with love and tenderness toward you. That's how you know it's God. That's right. That's right. I was just looking while you were you're talking, Brian. Sorry, I got dry mouth here. Yeah, me too, actually. I do. I don't know what's with that. Everything came trailing us with something. Yeah. It's the 5G. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't find the exact thing I was looking for, but I found something that, because um, I've read through the Book of Enoch several times. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever read it, but I uh, have. Yeah, really good. Yeah, very and, and um and I'm looking for a certain um there's a certain phrase, and and I'm gonna I, I can get into it, but um anyway, the the scenario is that the um the uh, the fallen angels or the watchers were told that. Uh, they had bad dreams and they were, you know, that things, bad things were going to happen to them. And they petitioned Enoch to go into heaven and to talk with the Lord about it. <laughs> and, um, so the Enoch, you know, went to heaven supposedly and, um, petitioned before the angels and the angels went in and talked with the Lord and then came back out. And, um, let's see, let's see. Uh, let's see. He's talking about Noah, but here it says, um, okay, and now instruct him that he may escape, talking about Noah, 
and his seed may be preserved for all generations in the world. And again, the Lord said to Raphael, bind Azazel hand, hand and foot and cast him into the darkness and make an opening in the desert, which is in Dudael, and cast him therein and place upon him rough and jagged rocks and cover him with darkness and bind him forever and ever and cover his face that he may not see light. And on that day of great judgment, he should be cast into the fire and heal the earth, which the angels have corrupted and proclaim the healing of the earth, that they may heal the plague and that of the children of the men, that children may not perish uh, through all the secret things that the watchers have disclosed and taught their sons. So the angels came down and basically gave them technology which is interesting because they're coming now and giving us technology. Right. Um, and ascribe and ascribe all sin. And to Gabriel, uh, and to Gabriel said the Lord, proceed against the bastards, the Nephilim, and the reprobates. Um, in the book of Giants, it also mentions monsters. Um, and against the children of fornication, which were the Nephilim. And destroy the children of fornication and the children of the watchers from amongst men and cause them to go forth and send them um, against each other that they may destroy each other in battle. For the length of the day shall they not have and no request that they, that is their fathers, the watchers, make of these shall be granted unto their fathers on their behalf for they have, for they hope to live in eternal life and that each one of them will live 500 years. And the Lord said unto Michael, Go bind Samyaza and his associates who have united themselves with women and have defiled themselves with them in their, all their uncleanliness. And when their sons, and when their sons have slain each other and they have seen the, their destruction of their beloved ones, bind them fast for 70 generations in the valleys of the earth till the day of judgment and their consummation, till the judgment that is forever and ever is consummated. Um, in those days they should be led off to the abyss with fire and the torment of the prison, which they shall be confined forever. Uh, and whoever shall be condemned and destroyed will thenceforth be bound together with them in the end of all generations. And destroy all the spirits of the reprobate and the children of the watchers, because they have wronged mankind, uh, destroy all the face of the earth and let every evil come, uh, evil work come to the end and let the plant of righteousness and truth appear and it shall prove a blessing. So, um, basically what it was saying is that, uh, God caused the, uh, the Nephilim to all kill each other by the sword until there weren't any Nephilim left. And there's another passage that I was looking for that says that the spirits of the Nephilim will be called demons. And they will go to and fro and cause mankind a lot of problems, basically. So um, there is a differentiation, as far as I can tell from the Book of Enoch, you know, that the, the fallen angels are the fathers, the, um, the giants were the sons, and that when they were destroyed or destroyed each other, their spirits became the demons that we deal with all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so um, now with the UFOs, um, I agree with you. Uh, there are man-made UFOs. Stan Dale has proved that. I watched him speak, and uh, he actually explained how their how their propulsion works, because according to him, he worked on it. 
and um, basically there's usually you see a light under each by each corner by each angle. Yep. And those uh, are anti-gravity um, devices. Uh, it distorts and it, what it does it distorts the um, the environment inside the uh, the device or the UFO. And um, that's why when these things make uh, left or right angle turns at 5,000 miles an hour, um, to them, it's to us, it seems like the blink of an eye, but to them, it takes two or three minutes to make that turn. So the gravitational fields alters time and space for them. Um, I do think that some UFOs are portals uh, or that they use portals to get here. Mm-hmm. Um there's a there's a good series on television about it's on YouTube it's about Skywalker Ranch and um, what there's a group of scientists out there trying to figure out why some strange things you know animal mutilations um, UFO sightings uh, one guy got really sick and almost died because well anyway they figured out that there's a, a large um, concentration of energy in that area. And so they pinpointed it, and it wasn't coming from the ground. It was coming from the sky at about 5,000 feet. And um, so they every time that they would launch, like, a rocket at this focal point, um, a UFO would appear. Mm. Um, and then it would blink out after, you know, about a minute or so. Uh, almost like the UFOs were going, yeah, okay, we know that you know that we're here. But they would appear like they were coming out of a wormhole. Okay, now they left it kind of at that, and um, but they they've come out with a second season, and I just can't wait to start watching that. But um, it's uh, so I think some of them are, are um, interdimensional devices that these things yeah. use. Yeah, that picture that you're talking about, um, I, I blew it up, and um, you know that's where you can see the alien face. You know, and then it looks like another one's driving something, like he's on almost yeah. like a motor scooter or I something. Wish we could show that to the audience. I wish I looked for it. I can't find it. Maybe you could print it out and show it. Just hold it up. Not now, but maybe next. Yeah. Show. Yeah. Okay, that's an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really, it, you know, it just proved to me that it's um, it's a vehicle to bring them from their generation, um, their um, dimension, ours. Mm-hmm. And um, now Jacques Vallée and J. Allen Hynek, uh, some of the most respected scientists that I know of, um, seem to think that they always use the word interdimensional because, you know, scientists can't use spiritual because then you got to admit that there's a good side and bad side. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. um, yeah. So they say interdimensional. If you, if you mention there's a good side and bad side, which side are you going to be on? And Right. You know, and how are you going to be protected from the bad side, but through Yeshua? And they don't want to do that. But anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, a lot of it's reverse engineered. Um, and uh, we know that from, uh, what's his name? There's There was a guy that worked out at Area 51 that kind of confirmed that. They kind of erased erase his identity, and I um, I can't remember his name right now. Tall guy, blonde hair, glasses. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, I don't know. It's all according to, to what you read. Um, I, I do think that maybe we made a deal with them. I think Eisenhower was involved in that. Yeah. Uh, that um, you know they would give us technology in exchange for people. 
which was, uh, you know, not a good thing. <laughs> um, and on top of that, um, I think, again, I'll reiterate, I think they're making a race of people for demons to inhabit so they can come back and uh, rule over mankind again, like they once did before the flood. And um, it's it's going to be an interesting time. I don't know if we'll see it, um, but um, it's, it's on its way. And uh, it's all a part of the end time scenario. Um, you know, Yeshua said that when he comes back, it's going to be just like the days of Noah. Well, you read about the days of Noah. The mankind was really debased. Yeah. Uh, there were giants on the earth in Noah's time. Because Noah lived, um, I think, 500 years before the flood. Yeah, I think the flood was on his 500th year. That's the year Methuselah, not Methuselah. <laughs> his father. Um, I can't remember his name right now. It starts with an M. Um, when he died, because um, his name actually means his death will bring. Um, and uh, he, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. Okay, so somehow, because the giants were destroyed, you know, there's, there's people that say that the giants somehow and Cain that Cain was maybe a giant or or that some of the um, the Nephilim escaped and went into the inner earth you know when, when God says in or when this text says that they destroyed each other I believe this okay I believe that, that when when God's talking about bringing the flood he's talking about mankind that was evil okay he's not talking about the Nephilim um, it said that it says that all men had become corrupt, and Nephilim were not men; they were Nephilim. Um, so this this business about going into the inner earth, I don't know. It's it's um, highly dubious that that's true, but um, they'll often say, "Well, okay, well then, how come there was Nephilim after the flood? They must have come out from inside the earth." I'm like, no, I don't think so. I think there was a second incursion of angels that came down and did that. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, because when the scripture says that, um, uh, what is it? Uh, and there were giants in the earth in those days and after. There's a semicolon there. So that means it's a, a separate time. It doesn't mean that, um, it doesn't mean that it was, um, you know, later on before the flood, you know, it, it means that they were here after the flood. And, and the only way that would happen was with a second incursion. And I know people that would argue it to death. But I only know what scripture says, and I have to go by that. You know, um, one fellow was saying that uh, um, he knew that they went into the earth because um because Cain said, I will be a fugitive in all the earth. And he goes, well, in means inside. And I'm like, no, it's a phrase. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when David said, oh, Lord, thy Lord, my oh Lord, my Lord, how majestic is thy name in all the earth. It just means all over the earth. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, um, and the law first mentioned, um, 
you can't have it both ways. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, um, anyway, um, where's I going with this? So, anyway, um, it happened all through the Old Testament. It happened uh, after, after or around the time Yeshua was on the earth. And why do you think he says preach the gospel to all creatures? I don't think that means your dog and cat and, you know, if you go out in the jungle, you know, preach to the monkeys and everything else. That There are just some creatures on earth that are look like people but aren't people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're Nephilim or, or whatever. Hubrids, like uh, Jacobs calls them. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's important to realize that there's a differentiation. And why would you want to preach to a Nephilim? Well... Um, in the last day, uh, if you didn't preach to a Nephilim, a Nephilim has every right to stand before God and say, but nobody ever told me about you, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, but if you preach to all creatures or they hear the message somehow, there's no excuse, you know, that God's going right. to say, yeah, well, you know, uh, on the, uh, 31st of November of, uh, 2000 and, one, you listened to a Billy Graham crusade to mock him, but you heard the truth, and you denied the truth. So, you know, off to the lake of fire with you. Um, so anyway, um, it's this whole UFO thing is uh, I've I've been involved in it since I was about five years old. <laughs> you know, my my dad was really. Um, really into it. I mean, he was ordering copies of Plot Project Blue Book and everything when I was a kid. Wow. And, and we would uh, take uh, monthly forays into Manhattan to go to the newsstands to pick up uh, UFO magazines. He didn't quite want to have them delivered to the house because a mailman would tell everybody, you know, hey, that guy up there believes in little green men. And, uh, you know, it's funny, Brian, I, I never knew why he had such an interest. And I, you know, in retrospect, I, I almost kicked myself for not asking him. You know, yeah, it would have been such an easy question to ask. Yeah. I never Why, thought of it. Are you doing this? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I talked to uh, my uncle uh, after my dad passed away in '99, um, and I said, you know, I said, Bud, I said, why did he have such an interest in UFOs? He says, I don't know. I th- he says he had some kind of. I think he saw one up at the lake when he was night fishing. You know, and so boy, did that send a whole bunch of questions in. Was he abducted? You yeah. Know, and, and you know, right. till his dying day, he would not he would not um, uh, admit that uh, we're the only um, creation in the universe. He would always say, "Oh, there's got to be other life out there." You know, even though he's a believer in everything, um, you know. But uh, so that's where the the interest started, and I, it took me many years to find it out. Yeah. And uh, so I, I'm not really regretting. I didn't know huh? that. About, I didn't know that about your dad. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I've been I've been reading UFO magazines since I was five. Wow. You know, and and have, or having them read to me, and then I when I was able to read better, I read them myself. But and some of them were scary. <laughs> some of the stories. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, it's it's been around for, and it's funny how it's gone from. Uh, um, you know, back in the 60s, you know, you could be, if you preached it too much, you were sent to a mental institution. Right. You know, because you were delusional. And uh, unless you were a doctor or something, somebody that had a lot of credentials, 
then uh, all of a sudden, you know, you, you'd be, well, you'd probably lose your job back then, but you were more believed than some truck driver or farmer who were outside all the time. Yeah, right. To do these things, you know. <laughs> but um, anyway, it's uh, it's it's evolved quite a bit. You know, it's evolved from just seeing the disc to, uh, you know, maybe Close Encounters of the First Kind and then Close Encounters of the Second Kind where they actually leave some evidence and then the third kind where um, beings are seeing and the fourth kind where... Um, where beings are actually interacted with in the fifth kind, which is, which is alien abduction. And, right. um, it's, uh, it's just, uh, it's just the same old stuff racked up in a different package. If, um, if they tried to introduce themselves as Peter Pan and, um, you know, gnomes and trolls and everything else, you know, they right. would, they would be lapped off. But if they come yeah, to I mean, us in the guise of us, of astronauts that come from other planets, then, you know, it's, it's a sensation and it's something that we can believe in a lot easier, you know? So Satan always does that. He'll, he'll take something old and put new wrapping paper around. He's a really good at regifting, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but nobody wants his gift. <laughs> he scratches out the name from the previous birthday and puts another name in there and gives the card to somebody else. That's right. Yeah. That's Satan. <laughs> I know. Oh goodness! Uh, um, it's a the verse in Genesis. Um, oh Noah, they're talking about Noah's. Uh, uh, Limech became the father of Noah. Limech was the father of Noah. You remember before you were mentioning that, and then Noah had the three sons in Genesis. Who was who was Limech's father? Uh, okay. Who is Limic? Um, Methuselah. 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 That's the name I was thinking. Uh, Methuselah. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. That's crazy. Anyway, you got me. I, I don't have the fancy screen. I had to use the written word to look it up. So. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty low tech, but I'm trying. So. <laughs> But, but um, um, yeah. So what it, you know, um, you know, we we often talk about you know people that are that study this. You know, uh, um, well, disclosure is one thing. It's when the government says they're real. You know, but the next yeah. the next phase would be um, the revelation, right? You know, where they reveal themselves. Yeah. And, um, I really do think that there's going to be a world situation that comes that that looks hopeless because Jesus said, Yeshua said something about um, men, uh, nations would be perplexed, you know, and perplexed means that you're, you're so in awe that you don't know what to do. You know, you're like, you're in so bad trouble that you just can't figure out what to do. And there was a financial secretary from the UN, um, Many years ago, I think it was the early 1960s, and I'm going to get this quote wrong, so it's going to be a, um, it's going to be my rendition. But he says, you know, the world is in quite a mess financially right now, and we're looking for somebody to, to, that, that can come and pull us out of this mess. Right. And, he says, and whether it's God or the devil, 
whoever he is, we will accept him. I've read that, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That was a long time ago. Yeah. 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 So, you know, we all we have to do is uh, wait for the next big crisis to come. I mean, they haven't come for COVID. Uh, no. Uh, no. Right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm telling you. Um, there is going to be, speaking of that subject, going back to it real quick, um, I got a feeling that real soon there's going to be a, a big rebellion uh, against all these COVID rules. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people are starting to realize that it's all bupkis. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all lies. Um, you know, Fauci is, has waffled several times. The World Health Organization first said you, it doesn't spread from person to person. Then they said you don't need masks, and that they changed their mind on that. So they've changed their mind two or three times about the whole thing, you know. And um, it's just uh, it's a cavalcade of lies and deceit, and um, it's not a good scene. And uh, people, are, you know, people aren't dumb. You know, there's even ignorant people can figure this stuff out now, you know. And um, <laughs> except for liberals, they, they have a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to laugh. That. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay. You know, I have to, and I'm, I don't like to do an in-your-face kind of thing, yeah. but uh, all those people that work that <laughs> paraded, paraded themselves around after they got their shot like they were good citizens, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just... I feel bad for them because I think that down the road, a number of them, not all of them, but a number of them are going to come down with some. Here, Here's an example. We had a guy come and install something in our house the other day, electronic equipment, and um, he was walking with a cane. And I didn't ask him, you know, I, I don't like doing that. But uh, we got on the subject of uh, the shots. And he said, yeah, he says, I got it, and it messed me up. And I said, what do you mean? He says, well, I have this condition where sometimes if I get a fever or an infection, that my arthritis kicks in really bad. And I think it, he probably has rheumatoid arthritis. But um, I don't know, and I didn't ask. But he says, I did fine with the first shot, but after the second shot, he said, all of a sudden that arthritic situation came back, and it came back with a vengeance. He said, and I was out for you know, a few weeks, and then his father died during that time, but um, he uh, he said, yeah, it really messed me up. And uh, and rheumatic, um, rheumatic fever is uh, causes rheumatoid arthritis, and um, it's an autoimmune disease. So there's one example right there of somebody with an autoimmune disease that was infected negatively, so much mm-hmm. so that he's still walking with a cane mm-hmm. after all these weeks. Right. Wow. You know? And I know per- people personally who have, um, I know a couple of people that have Crohn's disease um, and some other people, uh, I know a lady that's got lupus, but I know that she wouldn't get the shot. Um, but there are a lot of people that have autoimmune diseases that got it because their doctors told them that it would probably be a good idea. And I think that's a, you know, I fear for those people, you know, because that their immunity level, I feel, is going to drop. It's almost oh, yeah. zero, and then the disease is just maybe going to take them out. Right. Um, and I, you know, some of them are really good friends, and I don't want to see that happen. 
And I warned him about it. I said, please don't get it. Please don't take it. You don't have to. At work, we weren't required to. You know, you could deny it. I did. But um, um, I don't know. And after a while, you know, you started getting looked at because you didn't take it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be an, an, an infector of people. And I'm like, well, if you got the shot, what's the big deal? You know, it's, you know, <laughs> it's no big deal. It should protect you, right? You got the shot. Right. But that didn't help. Um, I was going to become a super spreader. Now it turns out that they're super spreaders because they're shedding it all over people. Right. You know, and uh, so now I agree at wearing masks for my own safety. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so when we're around people, it's, you know, somebody says, put your mask. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, and I I put it back on. And, uh, you know, we went to, uh, I think it was Home Depot one day. No, it was Winco. <clears throat> and I went in there and um, I forgot my mask. I left it in the truck. I've done that. And uh, so I got inside, and the lady at the cash register just stopped me. She said, sir, sir, you have your mask. And I said, oh, I left it in the car. I'll go out. She goes, no need. I've got some here. So she gave me a mask, and I put it on. And I walked past an elderly couple that were kind of cowering in the corner. Um, They weren't moving, you know. And after I passed by, he, he says to his wife, it's okay, dear. He's wearing a mask now. And I'm like, golly, you know, it's it's almost like being a, a of Jewish extraction and being shunned until you accept Jesus, and then you're okay, you know. <laughs> I know. Wow. And that's the whole fear thing we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. They're so afraid of it. And you know, and it, these are people that live through polio. Yeah. They didn't get it. They lived through the measles, chicken pox, yeah. uh, German measles, uh, yeah. you name it. And you'd think that they would have the common sense to realize, hey, if those things were so virulent, I didn't get it or I got it and survived, then I'll probably survive this. Right. But they watch ABC, NBC, CBS, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, and stuff like that. And um, yeah. they... Uh, they, they, they've been propagandized, you know, yeah. and it's really sad to see it. You know that, um, you know, back in the sixties, uh, the phrase was don't trust anybody over 30 and don't trust the government. Yeah. You know, and you think they would have learned about the don't trust the government thing, you know, after it came out that Vietnam was basically a war fought over opium, mm-hmm. you know, and, and everything else. And, uh, well, maybe they don't want to hear that either, but, um, it, you know, you, I just don't get it, and perhaps I'm not meant to get it, but um, I don't get the uh, the fear mongering that's going on. It just it perplexes me that people that you know, if you're 60 years old, you think that your 60 years gave you a little bit of this, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of intelligence, a little bit of brain mass and stuff, and you would you would be able to put two two and two together. But I guess, you know, there's just some people that will never get it. And uh, I fear for those kind of people because uh, here's here's uh, something that's a little off topic. But um, back in the 60s, I think, or early 70s, um, they they conducted a, uh, a, a poll amongst the Marine Corps, I think it was. And they said, if, if need be, would you fire upon 
American citizens. And it was like 98% said no. And then, you know, it might have been in the late 70s, they asked again. And then it was like um, 93% said no. And the number just kept going down and down and down. Well, um, when I was in nursing school, I had a fellow student. She was in the Air National Guard. And I asked her, I said, I'm going to ask her, you know, and I said, let me ask you a question. I said, if if need be and you were ordered to fire on our own citizens, would you do it? And she stopped for a second and thought, she said, well, if they were breaking the law, I guess I would. And that just goes to show you that the military has even been corrupted. Um, You know, it's, you know, and and the public's her own mother and father. (laughs) Yeah. So would she fire upon them? Would she fire upon friends that were breaking the law? And and laws change all the time, you know. Hitler made a whole new set of laws, too, you know. And Biden might be following suit. So I think he's a, yeah. I think so. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> you mentioned Hitler. Um, I just, uh, a couple things, if I can add a couple things here. Sure. Um, and this is my own observation. Um, I think what's going to happen in the next six months to a year, this is my opinion, like this year, let's say till December, there's going to be a huge push, what's going on right now, to get vaccinated. And that's going to get worse. And people who are not vaccinated are going to get looked, which you mentioned, or looked down upon and be uh, demonized for it. And then it's going to go on where, and it's already happening, you won't be able to fly without being vaccinated. Uh-huh. There's already, where you can't go to college on some of the colleges unless you're vaccinated. But I think that's going to go to the point where, especially in the blue states, you can't buy food. You couldn't go into at Albertsons or Winco without being vaccinated. I think that's coming. Right. And I hate to say it, but I think some of the churches are going to do that too. Yeah. You can't even go to church without being vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So I'm throwing that out there for people. Just keep an eye on that. I think that's going to happen. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. And the other thing, what's going to happen, I think, in the next eight months, seven months, uh, there's going to be a war in the Middle East. I think uh, Israel is going to attack Iran or vice versa, but there's going to be a conflict there in the next seven months, eight months. Um, I think politically, uh, the Biden administration and not just the administration, but the blue states, Democrats in general, leftists are going to pass more and more laws to restrict our freedoms in each of the blue states. And they're going to try to do it in the red states. I think that's going to heat up big time. So I think, COVID's not going to go away really soon. And if it does, there's going to be restrictions. Uh, politically, they're going to go after conservatives and people who aren't taking a vaccine. The Middle East, I think, is going to be in a huge turmoil. And I think inflation in our country, which has already happened, is going to go way higher. Right. You know, Dave, and uh, I'm in construction. I'm a carpenter and a contractor for 45 years. Um Wood prices are skyrocketing. It's yeah. just, and there's really no reason for it. They blamed it on the forest fires in Oregon for California, uh-huh. but it's a lie. And it didn't really start going up until right before the election. Mm-hmm. And now, it, and 
I think it's a few people making a lot of money at the top. I think it's politically motivated. I think it's done on purpose to make people rich down on the top. Um, but it's also being done to hurt us, to economically hurt us on purpose. Right. And I think that's going to continue. I think the um, inflation is going to be um, get worse. I think gas could hit five dollars a gallon pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, already four twenty-five down here in LA, four thirty. Um, and I just I throw this out there. Um, be prepared. Be prepared for any scenario, not just earthquakes and floods, but any scenario. Right. And be prepared to leave your state. Yeah. Uh, get out of debt. That's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to get out of debt. Um, all, all my debt. And the Bible says, oh, no man, nothing. Right. And, and obviously you have to buy a house. That's, I get that. You know, you own a house or you have to rent to get that. But credit cards and all these other stuff. Get out of debt and get ready. Get ready and go to your house. Clean out stuff you don't need. I, I remember a long, long time ago, um, there was a word given about getting rid of stuff of your house and, and lightening the load of all the things you own because the things that we own take a lot of time up and they take us from the Lord because we're right. so consumed about this and another thing. We don't have time for the Lord and it was very, uh, I remember at the time when this word was given, it was, the emphasis was put on getting stuff, physical stuff out of your life that's not necessary mm-hmm. because, uh, it, it drags you down. It takes your mind off the Lord. It's a weight on your shoulder. Um, and so I'm working on that in my own life, getting stuff, getting rid of stuff, especially moving now. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're getting, right. you know, <laughs> but. The whole premise is things are changing quickly in our country and in the world. You need to be ready to move, literally physically move out of where you're living if you have to. Physically move for your own safety and your own freedom. Right. And I feel very strongly about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And if you live in a city, for goodness sakes, get out of the city. <laughs> yeah. Because they're going to turn into, they are contender boxes right now and you're going to yeah. burn. Yeah. And, um, especially if it's a, in a liberally run state, um, California, Oregon, Washington, New Jersey, yeah. New York, um, Massachusetts, um, Virginia is another one. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's for your own benefit that you move out to the country, at least, mm-hmm. you know, that'll, that'll be immediately protect you a little bit. And, um, but, um, you know, and I'm talking about 20 or 30 miles away from the city, you know, not in a suburb on the side of the city. Um, right. Exactly. People come into suburbs and cause problems, but, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, get out as, as soon as you can. You know, and, um, but always, like Brian said, always be ready to, to flee. Just like, um, Yeshua warned the Jews, you know, he said, when you see the abomin- abomination of desolation set up in the holy place, don't do anything. Just get off your roof and run to the mountains, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, don't look back. Mm-hmm. Don't be Lot's wife. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you want to be a pillar of salt. <laughs> but the cities have a lot of allure to them, you know. Um, yeah. It's shopping's easier. Um, 
you know, you don't have to travel very far to get things. So I understand what the allure of a city is, but there are, there are more bad things about a city than there are good things. And um, <clears throat> a lot of cities are going to be destroyed um, coming up pretty soon. So, mm-hmm. um, And remember, cities are, are nuclear targets, too. Yeah. Um, you know, because yeah. most, most of the air bases and naval bases are around cities. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's another thing to keep in mind. <laughs> I'm living in ground zero. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I always, when I lived in uh, near Travis, I always used to say, well, if I hear it's coming, I'm driving to Travis and I'm going to stand on the flight line and try to catch it. Because, <laughs> because living through what's going to happen afterwards is not a yeah. life, you know. Yeah, and uh, and then I thought, yeah, my, this would probably be the only dud. <laughs> it would end up killing me when it hit the ground. Yeah. Everybody else would survive. <laughs> I would think, why is he standing out there? That's <laughs> with, with his arms like this. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, goodness, There's so much stuff is happening. It's unbelievable. I just cannot. Every day, it's hard to absorb it all, prophetically speaking, too. You know, just, oh, yeah. It's just, I mean, Israel hasn't formed a government. How many years has it been? Uh, two know? or three, I think. Yeah, they haven't formed a government. They've had four elections or three elections. And and that's not by accident because somebody's going to come in there and form a government. And, and yeah. maybe it may be this, this guy, I can't remember his name. Um, it slips in my mind right now, but. The Antichrist is is gonna bring he what's gonna bring him fame and power is he's gonna do something nobody's ever been able to do. He's gonna bring peace to the Middle East, and that's instantly going to bring him fame, power, and integrity, and and just he's just he's gonna go, wow because yeah. nobody's done it for two thousand years, and he's gonna do it, mm-hmm. you know. But Israel's in the midst of a turmoil. Their their COVID restrictions are they're, they're easing them, but they're still pretty strict. They and half the country's been vaccinated, and the other half's being demonized. And and then um, there was another explosion in Iran at some chemical plant a few days ago. Oh, cool! And uh, so that's what I'm saying is watch these things I mentioned: COVID, the laws passed by COVID. Um, our economy, the blue red states, what they're going to do, Israel, Iran, mm-hmm. um, with Biden. Biden is basically, he wants war. Yeah. Everything he's doing in his policies is pushing these nations against each other. Yeah. I mean, he's rattled, is savoring against China, but, he, but he's in bed with China. Yeah. And his son is making billions and millions of dollars off of China as we speak. And Ukraine, too. And Ukraine. And mm-hmm. think about it. He's using people's lives that are probably going to get killed in these conflicts to make money. Well, that's what all war has always been about. I you know. know. And it's just, it, and uh, I pray that, that Trump does get in in four years or maybe a De, was it DeSantis in Florida. Says yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd be good. There's some others. Uh, but Trump would be the best. <clears throat> Who knows what's right. going to happen. Um. I feel like you do. Things are going to get worse before they get better. And because we're in the last days and it, and if you go back 30 years, 10 years, 40, 50 years, things have progressively gotten worse morally in the world. 
and we've had a lot of technology increases with cell phones and all these smart devices, but also at the same time, morality has just gone out the window. Yeah. With, you know, and now you have all this racial discord, which is basically economic discord, like I mentioned in the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. They're, they're making, they're demonizing people who have money and putting names on them. And, and, uh, it's just, it's just not good. And no, all this all. coming from the left and it's coming from the Republicans because they're not fighting up against it. There's a few like a Ted Cruz and different ones. The, the Republicans, who are they? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, 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 I think God is allowing it to happen to get us ready for the return of the rapture for the Lord. Yeah, that's right. I think that's what it's coming down to. And every year that goes by, I'm thinking, wow, we're still here. We have more time. But man, I, to me, it looks like the tribulation is going to start. And if, and to, if the tribulation is about to start, then how close is the rapture? You right. know? Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. So anyway, wow. Okay, brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if we run again, we've run out of time, so we're going to... Um, huh? I hate when that happens. Yeah, I do too. But, uh, <laughs> whatever we didn't cover today, we'll cover yeah. next Monday. Yeah. Um, so anyway, folks, it was great having you with us. Um, Brian, thank you. Very insightful and fun show to do. Yeah. And... Um, until we uh, all meet again next Monday, we wish you, uh, the audience, a, a wonderful and blessed week and that uh, Yahweh protect you from this world and the prince of this world and that you are ju- will just prosper and uh, especially if somebody means you harm, that uh, it'll come back on them tenfold and, um, and you'll be safe. So, uh, thousand fall to your left side and 10,000 to the right. He'll be with you. So, yes. Anyway, well, God bless. God bless you, Brian. You too, Dave. And God bless the audience. Yes. And I'm going to stop this thing, right?